Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. All right, welcome everyone to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Home Pages Optimized, how using the home page as a channel led to a 59% increase in conversion. If you're just joining us, we're getting ready to move into a topic that's fascinating and we have some brand new research to share with you. In the meantime, there's a number of speakers going to be working with you. I'm teaching today, but I'm joined by Dr. Chuck Coker, who uh, is a specialist in cognitive psychology and psychology and human behavior. He has two doctorates and has been on our staff for a number of years. Many of you may not have heard of Dr. Coker on the, on the uh, conference calls, but you're about to. And uh, he oversees all training across our organization right now. Also, we're joined by uh, research analyst Corey Trent and uh, Tony Doty. And uh, we'll be telling you more, and they'll be interacting as we move towards live optimization. I'm particularly excited about today's clinic because in many, many situations that we find ourselves, people are asking us questions about how to improve the performance of their landing page. And when we ask them for specifics, they show us a home page. And in fact, we're suddenly looking at something that has a function that transcends the typical landing page. Now, not in every case, but in many cases, particularly in a larger company or a company with multiple offerings, you often find yourself trying to optimize a home page with the same principles that you optimize a landing page, but the two are not the same. And it's rather fascinating to me that over all of these years and across the 175 major research briefings and 10 years of experimentation, we've not done a lot to talk to you about the difference between optimizing your landing page and your home page. Today, we want to look at something different. There's a lot of research regarding landing pages. We just went over our own case studies. We have the world's largest library of case studies in uh, optimization. And just on the topic of landing pages, we found over 800 pages of published data in this regard. But most of them do not address the home page. And there is a different phenomena taking place on the home page. It is a place where you are introducing people not just to the company, but to the functionality of the site. It is plagued often with competing uh, objectives that mitigate conversion and hurt the overall performance of the website. We're going to see some of those examples. But right at the beginning of this, I'm going to refer to a test protocol from our files, test protocol 1315. And uh, I'm going to ask Dr. Coker to take over from here and give you some of the background information on that, and then I'll join you again in a few minutes. Well, thank you, Flint. Um, as most of you know, it is our experience uh, best to give you information that you can actually use and learn from and apply rather than just give you change this and change that. And we do that in our webinars, our online training, and now our in-house training today. So what we're going to look at today is a B2B company that wants to increase the amount of free uh, trial signups. So their primary research question is which of the home pages is going to generate the uh, most uh, free trial signups? Our approach is the AB multi-factor split test or the radical redesign. 
So let's go to that uh, control page and see what that control page looked like. Now, as we look at this, one of the things that you can see is that there's probably already been a series of tests run on this. So what we wanted to show was the impact that a new layout was actually going to have. And so some of the things that we wanted to address right away are the things that are critical to the success of this home page. The first thing that we notice is that there is a lot of competing information. We see that the, uh, there is no real path for eye focus. You can see the decision-making buttons all over the page, actually seven of them on this front page, that literally distracts you from that eye path. And what we want to do is we want to give you a path that leads you direct to um, the decision. There's also distinguishing multiple objectives. You'll, you'll notice in each one of the cases on the four different places on the page, you can have a 30-day free trial or you can proceed with the tour. You can um, sign up or you can get a free trial. You can register now or you can buy now. There's there's too many things going on here. I don't know about you, but if I saw this many choices on the page, I'm not sure I wouldn't hit the back button. The flow logic is obviously off here. The other thing that's extremely critical on this page is the fact that it, we have a very weak value proposition. You can see that the most effective and easy to use email marketing campaign management tool really does not tell us why we are the best people to buy from. It doesn't have that compelling argument that moves us closer to being the expert in the field. We need to know what is behind uh, our expertise without bragging. The next thing that we see is that the color combinations um, are, are too varied and, and the way that they're placed on the page is very distracting. Color is a critical factor to getting a person's attention, but when you see the green, the orange, the blue, and the gray, it disrupts the thought process and pulls us away from the decision-making process rather than directing it to us. The last thing that we see on this particular page is that the image really doesn't have relevance to what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, I mean, who talks over a megaphone on the computer? Uh, the important thing that we see here is that there is no reinforcement for the email marketing campaign that we're talking about. So what we want to do is have relevant images that enhance rather than distract from the campaign. So let's move ahead to our next slide and look at our first treatment. Now, one of the first things that you probably notice is that we've moved from a three-column layout to two columns. We've also reduced the copy and focused on the free trial. Now, you may be saying this is very focused and very driven towards the order process, and yes, it is. What we want to do on this home page is get them to click through or, and get them started in their particular area. The headline is, as you can see, is much shorter, much stronger, and it reinforces the fact that we have and we are able to provide you with the things that you need to make your campaign successful. Now, the background has been cleaned up, it's easier to read, and we see the e email templates on the right-hand side, which are an opportunity for the person to explore. Now, on the previous uh, slide, you saw that there were a lot of options. 
But when you move ahead to this initial treatment, what you can see is that we're giving them the opportunity to explore and embrace what we're doing, but we're doing it with a directed eye path. We're bringing them down to a focused area very quickly and very much to the point. Now, on our next option, what we see is we've uh, replaced the uh, SEND um, campaign with the free webinar. Now, even though the pages are have different offers on them, what we're trying to, to illustrate here is the fact that we're on the first treatment, getting them to explore. We want to see whether they actually want to see what an email looks like that would come from this campaign. On this particular page, we're giving them an option. Do they want to do this or do they not? So when you compare the two pages, the opportunity to explore, the opportunity to engage is there. But on this particular page, we're getting right to the point very quickly. So as you can see from the control and treatment, uh, pages one and two, there's a big difference in readability, iPath, the uh, order, uh, focus, and moving ahead. But we've also left the ability to explore and engage there if you want. Also, we've reduced the friction by making this easier to read and more order focused. And also we've reduced the anxiety, as you can see, by moving in uh, the, the featured clients next to the Register Now button. So what were the results? A 59% increase in overall conversion. As you can see, the treatment is up for both layouts. The, both of our layouts uh, outperform the control. And it was simply done by reordering the content, cleaning the page a little bit, using the black on white, and directing their focus and having them more order focused. Now, the big difference that you can see in treatment one and treatment two is the difference between whether the reader wanted to be engaged, which is what we were looking for. Did they want to actually see this email campaign? Or did they just want to make a decision, enter the webinar, and go on? So treatment two was obviously <coughs> had a greater significance in its uh, ability uh, to uh, convert, but that was mainly because we needed to see whether they wanted to engage or whether they didn't. So I think that you can see that that quick, direct path to focusing on the order is always going to be much more successful. All right. Thank you, Dr. Coger. We're going to start to draw some key principles from all of this. And in just a few minutes, we're going to teach you the precise approach taken here by the analysts as we start to optimize the home page. We're going to actually show you this working against and with some home pages. And once you get a sense for that, we're going to go to live optimization, take pages that you've submitted, and start working through them. To do that, I want to just point out the first principle here, and that is the role of the home page is unique to a website. It is not so much a landing page, in many cases, as it is a channel. Now, in some cases, single product sales and others, your home page is your landing page. But where you have a home page that simply serves as the landing place or the central navigation place for someone who's being engaged with the website, it's very important to see it almost as a channel. In many cases, the goal is to get the right click and until you do, you can't engage them. So the primary purpose of a home page is not simply to get people to it, but rather to get people through it. That brings us to a second principle. The way then that we must approach optimizing a home page 
is going to be different from uh, the way we optimize a landing page. So let's think for just a moment. Get ready with the Q&A feature on your uh, GoToMeeting viewer. Look at the home page we have in front of us. I have asked our team to sample some various landing pages and home pages. These are home pages that are common to what we see across the net. What do you think of these pages? What would you do to improve these pages? And it's critical to think of them not simply as a project to optimize, but more or less as an example of what we see every day as almost the industry standard. I don't mean it's right. I mean it's common. So take a look. Let's pull it up and let me see your thoughts. Just tell us how you think you'd make this page better. All right, many of you, hundreds of you seem to be responding now. Uh, haven't seen the offer, way too much, no value proposition. Carolyn says it's very busy. Uh, took a while to figure out what they do, said Chris. Uh, Matt says get rid of the images. Heather says too many buttons, too cluttered, says Maria. Where do I go, says Tim. Looks like Costco, says Virginia. I guess that's bad. Too complex, says Julia. Too many layers, says Mike. Overwhelming. There's a commonality in the criticism of the landing page. And I think that we could take the entire uh, time that we have together and analyze this page and tear it down. Instead, we're going to give it five seconds. And let's just point out that one of the most important points for you to capture when you look at this page is being hinted at and spoken of as the common denominator in the criticism we've seen. There is not a clear eye path behind a centralized objective. There are competing elements for your attention. And this is common. Let's look at another example. That's a B2B homepage. Let's go to another B2B. We'll look at a B2C in a moment. Here's a B2B homepage. This one has a bit more focus. Uh, it uh, certainly is better than the one that we just saw. Is it fully optimized? The answer is no. What do you see? What's wrong with it? Let us know your thoughts. Too many signs, literally. Uh, what is the service, says Shanna. Too washed out, says Ian. What do they do, says Spencer. What do they do, says Luce. Zigzag iPad, says Jane. Not exactly sure what is the offering, says Melissa. Not clear where the visitor should go. Show features, not benefits. The goal is way off on the right-hand side, out of the iPath. No action, says Chris, because he didn't see the form. What do they do, says, uh, again, are you getting the email or are you selling? And on and on it goes. Let's look at that page for just a moment again. And you'll notice that, again, even though it's cleaner than the other page, there are three evenly weighted boxes in the second half of the page competing for your attention and making it difficult for you to understand where to direct your next action. Not only that, the top of the page looks like a magazine ad. It is bullet points, not conversation. It is an advertisement, not uh, an engagement. And if you are going to respond, the core, the key, the free trial is in the far right of the page, outside of the iPath, not in the vertical sequence, and this is a page that's not performing properly. We are not optimizing this as a live optimization. We're going to get much more detail coming up. We have other analysts to help us, but I want you to see examples of the problem because the chances are that 95% of you on this particular event right now have a home page that is not doing the work it should do. More importantly, it's probably leaking revenue. And if it's leaking revenue, depending on the size of your company and what the average value of a customer is, there can be, uh, and we have seen many cases, where people are losing millions of dollars a year because of a poorly designed home page. Here's a B2C example. A little bit different. A very familiar site. Take a look at it and tell me, is this page right or how would you improve it? Let me see what you're telling us. Uh, free trial for what? Uh, too many equal options. Puzzling. 
Doesn't take me anywhere, says Colin. Too much room wasted on the image, Stephanie. Stephanie, you're right. If I didn't know uh, they sold shoes, I wouldn't know what they sold, says Tim. Good point. Too many options. Not sure where to go. See, this is the example of a site that originally had focus and grew. If you know anything about the story of Zappos, you'll know a little bit about how they came from uh, through a very, very difficult series of transitions and uh, almost went out of business, etc., etc., and finally became successful and uh, recently had a major acquisition uh, that, uh, or, and public offering. All I want to point out for you is that as companies evolve, home pages typically degrade. The larger the company, the more there is, uh, the more objectives, the more turf wars, the more fights over the homepage real estate, the more things they try to achieve with the homepage. And we find that some companies had some magic in the original design that helped them start to grow, and it gets lost as they get larger. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to look at one more and then look at a process. Uh, this is a little company you've probably heard of called Coca-Cola. Uh, we are looking at a B2C home page. What do you think of this page? Is it performing its job well? Let me see your comments. Oh, God, someone says. <laughs> I hate Coke's pages so much. Kathy, tell us how you really think. All right, looks like a billboard. Good point. That's what the problem is with a lot of the pages that we design as agencies if we're not careful. Huh, says Maria. He, he, says Kathy. I guess that's you again. What, what are we supposed to do here, says uh, DJ. A waste of space, says Beth. What do you want me to do, says another Beth. And on it goes. Millions spent for what, says somebody. Uh, take a look at a page and understand that so much of what we learned in the offline world has filtered our understanding of what a home page is supposed to be. And we turned the home page into a glorified magazine ad. And we don't get the results we should get. So we need a process. Now, I don't have an hour to teach, and I'd like four hours to teach on this particular subject. I have mm, ten minutes. Before long, we need to start looking at this in live optimization. So we're going to move swiftly through a process. I'm going to keep this time as dense as possible, packing it with as much information as I can to help you. You'll be able to get the copy of this recording. You'll be able to go back, look at it, we have a quarterly journal also that you can get on the site that will download all the research for the last three months and there will be a lot more about this particular project there and this particular uh, clinic in that journal. But you can listen to me speak and Chuck and Corey and Tony at the same time. You can uh, watch the slides again. And I'd suggest deliberating over the example that Chuck brought up because that was a 59% increase. It's pretty dramatic. And he could only touch it swiftly because of our time. So uh, I'm going to go fast, hoping that if you need more, you can go back and review this and, and capture it because I want to deliver as much valuable information as I can in the available moments that we have. So with that in mind, let's talk about a process for optimizing home pages. First of all, identify all of the objectives on the page. Now, I suppose that we could be selling some remarkable piece of software that helps you do this. But the reality is we typically print the page, put it on a table or on the floor along with the paths leading from the home page and start to say where does it go, where did it start, what are all the things that need to be done on this page and we look at and identify the objectives. So uh, 
we might be going backwards in terms of Internet sophistication uh, when you start printing home pages in order to review them, but we do it often so we can mark them up. And what you'll see is the home pages that we looked at very significantly, but the most common challenge, and this is critical, is they have competing objectives. So you're going to want to identify the key objectives and recognize that you've got to overcome this typical challenge of a marketing battleground, which often is what a homepage becomes. For most online optimization strategies, you've got to eliminate the competing objectives. You've got to reduce the amount of things you're trying to achieve. We cannot make the homepage do more than it should. Let's look at some of the places uh, that we often see problems, where we see competing objectives. These are common battle lines. The product and service offers, site nav, logos, branding, advertisement, FAQ, support, product demos, special events, lead gen forms, contact info, legal documentation, shopping carts, customer login portals, and more. Many times you get to the home page and it says if you are, it'll have three big buttons and you've got to sort yourself into which group you are so you can figure out what to go to next. But while you're trying to figure out which button to click on, you've got banner ads screaming at you and a flash presentation that's uh, testing your attention span. None of that contributes to a high conversion rate. So in this particular page, the key is to identify all the key objectives. And we see the first thing, and we've blurted out to protect them, is to establish branding. And here's some critical ways they do that. And provide current customer login support. And provide live chat and phone. And provide general site nav. I'm going fast. If I'm going too fast, you tell me. But you just read along with me. Feature free product trials. Feature product tour. List small and larger business offer details. Feature email campaign preview and lead gen capture. Provide a secondary link to the free trial. A link to the webinar on email practices. Feature clientele. Feature deeper product information. Provide social media information. Provide an option to buy now and even provide legal information. I would suggest, humbly, I don't know really if it's humbly, but uh, gently at least, that we've got too much going on. And you can see how we've laid it out for you so that you can see it in all of these boxes. Not only is it too much, but it's organized poorly without a common iPad. Remember something from previous sessions. You do not optimize home pages, landing pages, emails. You optimize thought sequences. And what we have here is no sequence of thought. It's uh, like being shot at from 26 different directions and not knowing where to dodge. So look at it and... Think about the next step. I think it should be suggesting itself to you already. Prioritize the objectives into three categories. Primary, major, and minor objectives. You've got your primary objective. The main reason the home page exists. In some B2B environments, it might be to capture a lead. In other situations, it really might be to help people find where they need to go in the balance of the site. Uh, it, it, there's other objectives, but you've got to understand what your main objective is. The major objective, which is important, but not as important as the primary, this is a major objective, is uh, also essential. And it's usually a short-term objective that may or may not be directly connected to the business model. And these sometimes come from internal departments or different marketing campaigns. It may be to sell something that's being featured presently. And then you have the minor objectives. And these are functionally necessary for a home page. Uh, they have to do with navigation and, you know, displaying critical information and helping the home page help someone find what they need to find.
So you have primary, you have major, and you have minor. Your goal is to prioritize the objectives. And so one of the things that you do is think about the primary, the major, and the minor. And if you'll notice this list, we've started using color code and even font size to help understand what the true objectives for this page are. Now, I want to say something before we go any further. And in just a second, I'm going to ask Corey to help us. Corey is an expert on the metric side, works within our research group. He's a research analyst, and uh, he's going to speak to you a little bit about how metrics connect with this process. But first of all, I want to point something out to you that's very critical. You're going to see it when we go to live optimization. When people come to your home page, they're transitioning from somewhere. If it's not a type-in, they're coming perhaps from a search term or an email. This search term or email created an expectation in their mind. An expectation comes from an implied promise that you made in the channel. You either said it or you implied it. When they land on that page, they need to see what it is that connects with what you said or did in the channel that drove them there in the first place. And then you must engage them in some communication. It's important that this is not a flash, a banner ad, or anything else that stops one human being from talking to the other. Your job at this point is to let them know where they're at, what they can do here, and why they should do it. And it should be in the form of a communication, a conversation. Welcome to such and such. Uh, for 24 years, we've been specializing in XYZ. I'm just making this up. I'm not reading it. But now I'm starting to emphasize value prop. For 24 years, we've been specializing in X, Y, and Z. Today, we have over 173,000 products that have been hand-picked for X or for people like you or for YZ, whatever that number is. You may want to start by checking out our featured specials, Blue Underline Text Elite. Or you can shop three ways, by brand, by search, or by category. And each of those are underlined blue links. What you've done is you've met them at the front door, you've shook their hand, you've showed them where to go and made it easy for them to find what they need. What shocks me so often is when I talk with a marketer and I look at a, a home page that's an absolute mess and I say, please explain it to me, they use a voice that's so careful, so articulate, so simple, they tell me exactly what I need to know and I'm wondering, why didn't you do that on the page? That's what you have to do in order to help people find their way into your offer. The home page is like meeting someone at the front door and showing them into the house. This is very important for those home pages where there are many rooms, i.e., many different parts to the site. If there are many rooms in the house, meet them at the front door and give them some clear explanation how to make meaning for them out of the links. Now, as you're doing that, you need to connect the key metrics to each objective that you've had. As you, as you, as you talk about how to use the homepage or the website, what you're really doing is you're emphasizing your main objective, your primary objective. Then you're touching your major objectives. And you're making it easy for them to, in their own mind, prioritize the same way you want their thoughts prioritized. And as you do that, you need to understand whether or not people are getting the message you're trying to communicate. Now, when I speak to you as a site visitor, on the other side of, the, of this invisible wall, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the voice in your mind responding and speaking to you through the elements on the page. You don't get to answer me back verbally, not directly like you would if I was standing in your retail store.
The only way I know what you're saying back to me is a deep dive into the metrics. So, this is where you connect your metrics to make certain, not just how well is my site doing, not just which links are being clicked on, but is my core message being communicated properly? If it is, you should be able to measure it in the actions taken by the people who received it. So, let me ask Corey, who is going to help us understand how we make this work when we consider connecting our key success metrics to each objective category. Thanks, Flint. Um, what we're going to be covering uh, in the success metrics portion is really how do we, like Flint talked about, measure the uh, engagement and how well our home pages are doing. Again, we don't get to talk to these visitors, so it's important that for as much as we can get the information from them on what they're finding important and what's actually leading to the business goals. Um, so on this slide, we're going to be going over a couple of objectives. Let's say, for example, you're testing certain elements from a home page. Um, one thing that we always caution people on is if clicks are going to be the main uh, metric that we're going to be concentrated on, the engagement aspect, to not just monitor that. Do not just hold click-through rate and engagement and isolation, because for many times in our businesses, that's not really the key that we're looking for. At the end of the day, we're either looking for a lead or a conversion. Sometimes we just want to concentrate on branding and messaging, but there are other metrics that we need to take in consideration. So, for example, we're looking at a free product trial. We're maybe testing a new widget on the homepage. Okay, we're going to be interested in the click-through rate in that, but how many trials are we actually getting? How many product purchases are we going to get? How many leads? Uh, maybe we also want to look at, in the product trials aspect, how long are people going into that process? Like, for example, with um, the uh, test that we ran, I was actually the lead analyst on that project. And one of the metrics that we were interested in this homepage is there was a product tour uh, presentation. And we wanted to see that with playing with placement on the homepage, does that cause users to actually go through the presentation more or less? Are we actually introducing this element too early in the process? Maybe we need to have a softer introduction into this. And by placing it on the homepage, we are maybe increasing clicks into this element, but it's maybe too soon, or maybe that, that element is too intense. And if we just looked at click-through rate, we would kind of get a false positive on what's actually happening on that page. Um, so the point of this slide really is to, if we're going to be concentrating on clicks on these homepages, that we also hold other elements in the funnel and the process and other aspects that happen on the visit on our sites in consideration as well. Because again, click-through rate can give us false positive many times and it can lead us down um, bad testing basically and making business decisions that aren't really based on data that supports our core business objectives. Um, so when we're it becomes really a balancing act for us on these sites and looking at our metrics. We got home pages, we have landing pages, some of us have cart processes, things like that. Um, what are some other things that we should be looking at? If we're looking at really a holistic funnel or looking at the whole picture, let's look at, you know, conversion rate. What's the revenue collected on these home pages? What's the click-through on other elements? This is really, really important. To go back to what Flint was talking about, many times we have competing objectives on these home pages and many times they're held in different priorities. So sometimes when we're doing home page testing, we might be testing a certain element on a page. Let's say for 
conversation's sake, it's a priority three. And we have priority one and two elements we've already tested. Well, many times what I've seen marketers do is they conduct these tests and they want to see, okay, I'm testing this you know, product tour widget. How many more clicks are we going to get and how many conversions do we get? But what they don't look at is what are these effects on our priority one and two elements? By introducing in these new elements or testing widgets or testing copy, it can be influencing other aspects of our homepage that contribute perhaps even more to revenue. So we also have to consider when we are testing on these pages, what effect does it have not only on this element and what we're concentrated on, but also the other elements of our homepage that can sometimes be bigger contributors to our bottom line leads and things like that. Um, other things that we want to consider, how long are people visiting the homepage? Um, you know, not only from an engagement standpoint of clicks, but is our homepage a better traffic router for our site? Are we get the, getting them into pages that are more relevant to them and then them uh, spending more time on our website? Um, exit rate on the process. And lastly, I wanted to put entrance sources on there because I wanted to spend a little bit of time on that. It's really, really important to understand when we're looking at testing on our homepage and how it's working to understand where people are coming from. By not segmenting out where people are coming from on our homepage and how this, these test results uh, evolve, we can sometimes muddy up our statistics. So if we don't look at, you know, what is our PVC traffic doing versus organic, what we can do is, is really muddy up, again, those statistics so we don't, we don't understand how these home pages work for certain visitors. So if you do have multiple sources coming into your home page, make sure that you're measuring that and what the effects are per those channels. And then the last aspect I'm going to talk about in regards to metrics, and I find this is a common problem, is when we test home pages. For many of us, it's not just one visit that converts a user. Many times it takes multiple visits. Now people are getting much, much more familiar with the Internet. They're going to do some research, things of that nature. So it's going to take multiple visits for conversion sometimes. And many partners that we have coming in don't have their testing tools and metric systems set up to be measuring this. So you can be losing out on a lot of conversions and metrics that you're not recording based on just limiting it to looking at just one session or one visit of the user. I have a uh, screenshot here of Google Analytics, and we can see for just one of our partners here that more than 50% of their transactions come with m more than one visit taking to conversion. So again, it's, it's essential to consider when you're testing home pages, one might not perform as well for that one visit conversion, but it might get them thinking more. That content, that message that you connect with them might cause them to come back or consider that later or start a conversation with a friend and have conversion um, impact as well. So make sure that you're considering that. Um, quickly, uh, most analytics and testing tools will allow for the segmentation. It might take some uh, time with your IT team to set up how you segment these users and track them. And we're actually going to do a, a more specific blog post on how you would use a tool to do that. So uh, with that, I'm going to turn it back over to Flint. Okay, Corey, thank you. Now we're moving rapidly because we want to get you into live optimization. We've had questions come in. Someone has asked, in fact, uh, Mike asked, what is the maximum number of objectives uh, for a page? One is best. Uh, you know, three is... Uh, Okay. Uh, if I, the truth is less is more. The least, you know, the problem is we don't always get the luxury of choosing one single objective, so we have to choose a matter of emphasis. What we put the most emphasis on using five elements. 
size, color, shape, motion, or position. They help us control the dominance of that objective in the iPath. Let's keep going. Step four. Design the home page to weigh, we, we've talked about to weigh objectives strategically and according to priority. And if we go back to the page we saw earlier, you can see where the primary objective is emphasized, the major objectives are included, and the minor objectives are placed on the page, but not in a place where they're going to conflict with the core messaging of the most important aspects of the page. And we're going to say a lot more about that and about design in an upcoming clinic on September 22nd. We can't cover it all now, so I want to show you one more piece of an experiment and start live optimization. Let's look at uh, the fifth step then, and that is to test the effects of competing objectives. So in this case, we, what we've done is we've improved the page by simplifying its messaging and by focusing its objectives. But the question becomes, what sub-objectives do we, do we search for and do we intensify on the page in order to create or serve the main objective? For instance, if your main objective is to get a lead, what's the best way to get it? And let's look at these two offerings. It's important to measure them. Look, on the left is the email campaign sample and on the right is the free webinar. The bottom line is you look at the two side by side, we discover that this objective produces 24% more and it serves the main objective, which helps us get a home page that's performing as it should. So here are five keys. And you're going to get this, uh, you're all subscribers, you'll get this and access to this information via uh, our site. And on the 22nd, we're going to go into more depth about the design. What we'd like to do right now is see what this looks like in action with other people's websites so that we can actually look for transferable principles, things that we can apply that all of you can apply. Now, it may not be your website that we start with, but the bottom line is these are all websites submitted by people in the audience. And as we start to look at this page, we're looking for not only a way to help the, the subscriber here or the person who's attended this event, but also to help you see the principles in action and apply them in your own situation. So this is submitted by Priya. The objective is to drive traffic to the site from prospective students and the audience is corporates and the students according to them, the channel is a search ad. And let's look at that homepage and ask ourselves, what can we do to improve its performance? So audience, help me. Let's use the Q&A feature. Let's optimize for this uh, person who submitted it. Learn more actions in the highlights don't add much. Focus it, says Daniel. Someone else. Replace the photo, says Christian. What am I supposed to do, says Robert. More visually strong click-through. Where do I click first? Uh, objective is not clear. I see no call to action. I see no call to action. There is no call to action. <laughs> is the goal to donate or join? No call to action. Is this a vacation? No call to action. Uh, are you... You know, you've got one of the world's largest and most sophisticated focus groups online right now. And if you submitted this page, you're having expert marketers looking at it, and the things they're saying are important because they represent a sophisticated audience, and they still can't figure out what to do on a page. In fairness to the person who submitted this page, it's attractive, it's professional, it has a headline, it has a subheadline, it uh, it doesn't have the kind of clutter that we saw on many of the example home pages. And thus, it is better than average. 
at least in a cursory overview. The problem is simple. Adequacy is the enemy of excellence. And what you have is a page here that looks good enough that you may not realize how bad it truly is. And we mean that with, uh, uh, without being uh, critical or harsh. We mean it because it's exciting. You can get a better result. So, if I've just come to this page, and I've come from a paid search channel, I came with an expectation, I need to see that expectation met, and I need to answer three questions. Where am I at? What can I do here? And why should I do it? So, just looking at the page, we have a large image. Unfortunately, the image makes it difficult to focus the eyes. And you have to understand, you have to think carefully to even know that that's, I, I think it's a coral reef. And candidly, that's not, as, it's not the kind of image that focuses your eyes on a clear point or drives your eyes in the right direction. It's the wrong image. What's more, it's on the wrong part of the page because it drives your eyes into nothing. It might be attractive from a design standpoint, but the image itself is overwhelming, dominant, and when your eyes drag over there to make meaning of the image, they're not making meaning of the message. What's more, there's nothing over there to make meaning of. Stop pointing to anything. So, the headline, victory. Chilean coal-fired plant defeated. Uh, that might connect to something in page search, but it does not move me to action. It does not tell me what it is you do here. It doesn't tell me what it is I can do here. It doesn't give me any reason why I should do it. It says, grassroots opposition reverses government decision, saves wildlife of Punta do Caros, or, or whatever the, 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 the name of the place is. Here's the problem. That is a side story. That is an ancillary supporting piece of information. It's being featured as the main message. You need to meet me here and tell me where I'm at. You need to tell me what Oceana does. You need to tell me how long they've been doing it. You need to distinguish your value. You need to answer a simple question. If I'm the ideal donor or prospect, why should I entrust my money with you rather than any other source or competitor? And to do that, I need to know who you are, what you stand for, why you do it. And it can be done in three lines of text, properly done and focused with the eyes, supported by an image. And the wonderful story that you may have here is a story that supports that. People click to learn about that story, but you don't dominate 50% of the real estate with that. The reality is, this is the front door to your website, and you don't put in the front door, or right at the front door, the bedroom furniture. And that's what you've got happening here. This belongs in a different room. You need to tell me what kind of house I'm in, how many rooms it has in it, how to enjoy the house. Make it clear. Welcome me in. Help me understand. And let me find my way to the room I need to get to. So, more and more, if you'll think of your home page as the front entrance into a multi-room facility. It may not be a house, but it's a facility and people need to know where to go. You've got to greet them and meet them. Tell them where they're at, what they can do here. Much of the work at the beginning on the home page is not to sell anything. It's to tell people how to use the website. How to find what they need. Unless you have a very simple offering. Now, down below this, you have three evenly weighted options, except the fourth one has a photograph, and it says, Riso's dolphin can die for up to half an hour. That's fascinating. But once again, it's a piece of information that doesn't connect with the core messaging. It doesn't even connect with the top half of the headline, the story up there. And so while you've put together something that's visually attractive, and why dolphins in particular capture people's eyes, the, the, the question is, for what point? Underneath it are three options that make me even more lost. Creatures, places, and science. I do not have enough meaning from those words to know if I should click on them, and they don't look like links anyway, or buttons. So, we could talk about this page more, 
but I want to suggest to you uh, kindly that the page is not something that we should slightly improve or make an incremental change to. It needs a complete redesign in order to be effective. And if you'd like to try to incorporate some of our suggestions, send the page back to us, we can look at that. Many of our students have got multi, I mean, multi-X lifts. I've seen them with 300% plus lifts when they've listened to five minutes on the phone and gone back and fixed their pages. We'd be happy to comment on the page that you redesigned just as a courtesy to you for submitting it. Let us know if that's helpful. We can say much more, but we want to get to more pages. So, having looked at that one, I'm going to ask Tony in just a moment to help me. Tony is an analyst in our lab. And before Tony goes to work on this page, this is MathWorks.com. And uh, I would like to ask uh, the audience to tell me what's, just do this, audience, the number one thing you would change about this site. But you could say a lot, but the number one element you would change. Tell me what it is. Uh, reduce the options, get rid of the big box of links, the car image, the pictures, streamline, less clutter, color scheme, headline, headline, what do they do? Add a VP, value prop, photo has no relevance, iPath. That's what the audience is saying. Tony, what do you think is the number one problem with this page? Uh, the biggest thing that I see when I uh, you know, originally popped this page up on my browser is, you know, you might be familiar with what, math, with what, what MathWorks is, but I wasn't. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do. I don't really know what they can provide to help me out. Um, and so, you know, looking through the page here, I get stuck on that image there. And right now it's stream processing in MATLAB. I'm not sure what that is. I don't really know how that provides value for me personally. And uh, um, just the value of the company, that they're not really greeting me at the door, as what was talking about. They're not really directing me into any particular segment here. There's not a specific call to action. I don't really know where should I be going, where should my eyes be flowing, what should I be clicking on. There's just a lot of different uh, links here that all look the same. They're, uh, they're very competitive with one another, and there's not really a priority system in place here for me to go from the resources or to those tabs in the bottom, or just the links in the top right. I don't really know what any of that is, and uh, if I would want to click into those or not. Excellent. Now, Tony, let, let's, help, let's help the audience by pointing out kind of a sequential approach to this. We'll talk more about this on the 22nd. But looking at this page, if we were to follow our advice earlier, we'd look at what the objectives are on the page. We'd ask ourselves, what are they trying to achieve? And then we'd say, prioritize the objectives. At this point, it might be, though it's not clear, that this site needs to generate leads for the sales team. I can't tell you that that's what it is because the page is so unclear, we don't know. If it's to just help you find resources, then again, it's not clear. And the primary reason, the primary reason, I would agree with Tony, is that there is no conversation. A conversation requires sentences expressed by us to you that you react to at least in your mind. And instead of a conversation, we have a big box with pictures, it might be a flash presentation, I'm looking at a static version of it, and then we have nav in the strangest place on the right, competing with nav at the top, competing with nav at the bottom, with featured resources on the left, and something that looks like features also on the right, and what's more, we have a long bar separating all of it, so the page is broken into quadrants. And it's basically four elements almost equally speaking to you, or speaking to you at the same time. Uh, so, how would you fix this? Now, think about this if you have a home page. You probably need to say, welcome to MathWorks for X, and you make a statement that distinguishes your value. That's one of the most important things to do in your first or second sentence. The next sentence would help people either, it would either support what you just said with a little bit more information, and or 
you move to the next phase, which is to tell people what they can do here and the easiest way to get started. This generally has blue underlined text links or underlined links in this wording to drive them into places they can click. So imagine three to four simple sentences supported by bullet points and then driving in a more vertical layout. Horizontal layouts typically mitigate conversion. Everything should be tested, but over and over again, a layout like this reduces your conversion rate. This is an example of a home page that is trying to do too many things. It's organized. It has a lot of white space. That's good. It doesn't have too many images. I don't see a lot of competing banner ads that we see in other sites. It isn't broken into 16 different little boxes all up and down the sides. But it doesn't have an optimized thought sequence. Okay? So we're going to move on. Thank you, Tony. Uh, and Corey, kind of stand by. I'm probably going to ask you in just a moment as well. And we're going to a new page. Before I go any further, are we going at the right pace for the audience? We've been watching you as we tweet. Some of you said that I sounded angry. And uh, I don't know, I didn't know I was angry, but I probably did not have enough scotch just prior to this uh, particular clinic. But all I can tell you, all I can tell you is that we're trying as much, I guess we, we have an intense desire to get this loaded with rich information that you can use. And if we're going too fast, tell us. Or if you like this pace, tell us. Good pace, good. I'm just watching your comments. And Stephen says it's okay to be angry. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen is my therapist, I, I think. All right. Uh, the only time I get angry is um, when I realize sometimes how hard it is for marketers to achieve what they need to achieve because the rest of the organization is holding back. We have great empathy for marketers. It's a tough job. And many times you're asked to do more than you can do and under-resourced to achieve it. And uh, we hope that you can take some of this back and get results even when your resources are limited. But let's keep going. Here's the republicservices.com. And uh, this is another site. I like it because it's completely different than the other two that we looked at. And they are doing some things right. Corey, tell me three things you see them doing well. One thing that I, I like about this page or the uh, attempt at doing it is they quickly greet you with a message of who they are. There are 31,000 people dedicated to protecting the environment. I won't read the rest of it, but they at least start the conversation. The execution of this is quite poor. I mean, one of the things you can see right away from this image is watch your color contrast. It is super hard to read that test text in certain elements because of the way it's transparent over the background, but I at least like that they're starting that conversation. However, where they run into problems is they don't actually carry that through on the page. They start out with, we're 31,000 people strong, we're dedicated to customer service, but we don't ever really support that in the main copy ever. Now we switch to, now we're a huge company, we have tons of locations and we're everywhere, but we don't ever get back to customer service. And, and I feel like we don't really connect with, if people are looking for waste management solutions, what are really their um, core solutions that they want solved? You know, they might want customer service, but they also might want, you know, like high deliverability for their trucks or environmental responsibility, things where they collect this waste, how they handle that. None of that is really achieved very well, and we just jump all over the place in who we're kind of communicating to. So, again, I like the introduction to who we are, but we jump around to all these different things that we don't communicate well what we actually do. We try to morph into let's try to talk to everybody. I want to talk about that. I want to go back to that, Corey, but I want to stop first, and I want you to tell me a second thing they're doing well on this page. 
I like that they also have the navigation that's very clear on the uh, left-hand side. However, one thing that I noted on this page is we don't really talk well to that in the body of the site. We have this disjointed nature with the body copy, and we provide links to these PDFs that really don't say anything, and it's really disconnected from our um, navigation. What I would do is in this copy mention some of those navigational elements because they're important, maybe even provide some text links to those instead of the bland PDFs. Um, but I do like that their navigation is easy to read. Having said that, they also have navigation elements that are not easy to see. Actually, after looking at the page three times, count it three times, I noticed <laughs> they had navigation above the image. And because of the way that they've styled this page, you totally lose all those links, and it's very hard to see. I would venture to say I'm probably not in the minority of people that just go ahead and skip over them. And learning about Republic services is probably a very important page to buying into the corporation. And if you are a CEO or a city planner, a page that you would want to go see. So be careful with your design elements and hiding your navigation or making it not too uh, evident. All right. So, uh, there, you know, I'm going to talk about a third thing. I'll add a third element because we asked for three, and then I'll, I'll just comment rapidly, and we're going to try to go fast so we can look at another page. If you'll stay with us right till our 5 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time deadline, we will pack it with information up to the last second. And uh, so let's look at this quickly. Uh, they do have a good headline or at least they have a headline. It could be good. It could be improved. It needs to be a real headline, not cropped over the image or in a transparent. Uh, Corey's brought that up. He's, what he said is proper about the nav, but let's keep going. We have a welcome, and then we have right underneath it a welcome. We have a message. We have another sub kind of header headline, but this, and, it's, and here's the good element. It's supported with quantifiable as opposed to qualitative statements. It tells you exactly how many collection companies and how many states that's powerful, except it's supporting a different message in the headline, which I think is the critical and, and, and a very wise comment from Corey. They're doing better than many here. And, and then it goes down to learn more through our publications. At this point, the learn more in bold text is not differentiated enough in size to help you break the page into good thought chunks. And then underneath it is a list of links that you think are navigation, not PDFs, unless you carefully read the entire sentence and, frankly, read the last word of the entire sentence, or the last two words. These should actually look like probably little images of the PDFs so that I can get a visual of what you're offering me. And then after all the links, it says, let us know if you would like a hard copy of these publications. Well, I, I, you know, I have to stop now and think, wait a second, I thought when I clicked on that link I would get it. Or is that get me the digital and then I have to click a different link to the heart? It's a wasted piece of work. It's competing with what's above it. You could say that on the actual links once they click through to the page and offer the hard copy option. What you've got is, is competing facts or pieces of information that give me a pause in the sequential momentum necessary to me actually going forward to the site. It's too much unsupervised thinking. Now, this is easy to fix. Most of your problems here are textual. There's other issues. The button, contact your local service division. If that's a button, I'm not sure. It may not be a button, but if it isn't, maybe underneath it is the little find button. If find is the button, it's too small, hard to read, not enough, should be under it, should be clickable, should be easier. And frankly, there's too much wasted space underneath it. We could support the messaging on the right. Just support it. Not core messaging, but support it. Uh, there's even a better way that I would probably approach the design, but we are out of time. I hope this helps you. Uh, and we want to move to someone else uh, just before we close. Let me see. 
uh, we're going to do it fast. I, I know they've... This is the one, and then we're going to quickly shift. Okay, this is Remodeler's Advantage. Uh, audience, uh, I'd like you to submit feedback, but I can't read it right now. I want to read it afterwards. Nathan, standing by. In fact, I think I may just hit this one hard, Nathan. We're like two minutes. Have you got... I mean, Tony, have you got something to add to this quickly that you might see is the first or most important thing you'd fix? Um, a lot of things that we've been hitting on. Don't really know what I want to do here. Uh, one thing that I personally wanted to hit on was the uh, the headline of this one: the guidance you need, the results you deserve. I mean, I like that we have a headline here. They're trying to get you uh, get you involved, get the conversation started. But that's vague. I don't know what that means. That doesn't mean anything to me. I, I think we should. St that one point is valid. What we have is an agency kind. Of, and now look, a third of our audience are agencies. We work with agencies every day. We're not picking on you as an agency. That's a classic kind of agency line. It's, uh, it sounds good, but it's uh, devoid of meaning. We need something very clear, something very powerful. Underneath it is a big, long paragraph, too long, with too much of the text in bold to give it any eye path. And I want to point out with only one thing, because we don't have time, one huge issue that's wrong with this, and that's what you see right there. Count them. One, two, three, four, five different boxes with learn more, five different calls to action stacked side by side with no prioritization of objectives, making it very, very difficult for someone to understand precisely what they should do here. We can talk more about it, but this is a classic example of what not to do, the kinds of things we've been talking about all day. And if they'll go back and apply these five points that we discussed earlier, they can get this page stronger, and we'd be happy to look at what you design and give you some comments on it. All right, we're out of time. And uh, we want to do everything we can to help you keep the learning from the discoveries that we're doing here in the research labs. Uh, if you can, tell a friend about us. There are no costs for these clinics, but they cost a lot to produce. Uh, we believe in them strongly, though, because we think they help disseminate the information, and your feedback helps expand the learning. We're becoming a large community of marketers who are all dedicated to discovering what really works. If you'd like to get some training, you see a link to that up on the screen. If you'd like some help, in fact, we can have experts come on site to conduct training for you there and work with you to get your pages right. Just click on that link and find out more there. If you want to see some research conducted where we can help you with uh, running experiments to improve your results, you'll see that link to MarketingExperiments.com Partners. That's for our research partners. Thank you so much for investing your time and for your trust. Would you please uh, give us good feedback for today? We, we had a lot of information. And I'd like to get your feedback to make sure it wasn't too dense or that it was just, uh, you know, that it was what you needed. Because we want to be, we want the next clinic to be better and the one after that to be better than that one. Join us again on the 22nd and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics as well as receive access to $10 million worth of internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.